Hello, welcome to New Community Elkins podcast. I am Bobby Benavides, lead pastor of New Community Elkins, and I'm excited to have you here with us. I hope you enjoyed the message. May it move you to a deeper relationship with Jesus and encourage you in growing with him. Again, good morning. Excited to be here, and we are moving along in the Potter's Hands series. So let's go ahead and look at some scripture this morning. That we're going to be focusing on one verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 16, 9. So if you have your scriptures, go ahead and turn there. If not, then I'll be reading it here in just a moment. But Proverbs is a book written um, by Solomon, at least the majority of it written by Solomon. Good um, wisdom words, right? Wisdom words that are um, shared to us to understand like how to really walk in humanity, to be healthy humans, to be healthy people, and to be connected with God. And so one of the things that he shares in Proverbs 16, 9, is in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs 16, 9. Let's go ahead and pray together as we go into this. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, that you are here in this place. We thank you, God, that you are present with, with us wherever we're watching, wherever we're listening to this, Lord. We know that you are with us. We know, Father, that your spirit is going to move and that you are going to be teaching and encouraging and challenging us through your word this morning. So, Father, I ask that you speak to us, that we hold true to your word, that we can listen and that it can embed itself into our heart, into our mind, especially as we move into this new year of 2021 with new hopes, new desires, new dreams. Father, we need you to be our guide. We pray these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So when I, um, I remember in high school, well, let me just start off. I'm a horrible artist, right? I'm, I'm not an artistic person in any way, shape, or form. Like, if you, if you look at the stuff that um, my kids draw, and then you see the stuff that I draw, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference as to who drew what. And a lot of times you can do that too with our handwriting, okay? That's just, that's just who I am. But I'm just, I've never been artistic. I get these thoughts in my mind, but I can never really bring them out. And I remember in high school, I had to take art class and that freaked me out because it was a requirement. I had to take the course, but I also knew that the teacher who was teaching the course was extreme. Like he loved his art and he was very hard on his students very hard on especially students who were not artistic because he thought everybody had art inside of them which was not true um, but that was just what he did and I remember the first time he said we're going to work with ceramics and I remember saying okay I don't know what that's going to look like I don't know what that's going to be and he said well you're going to take this mold and you're going to turn it into something and of course I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of kids who have artistic talent, at least more talent than I had. So they're like, oh, I know what I'm going to make. I'm going to make a vase or something. And I'm like, how do you make a vase out of ceramic? That's weird. Okay, do what you're going to do. And they're pulling out the knives and they're just chiseling away. And that person like knew exactly what they were going to do. They had all these plans laid out. And for me, I looked at it going, I have no idea what I'm aiming for. I had no idea. I'm like, I don't know. And so then I looked at a picture and I thought, I know what I'll do. This seems like the easiest thing. I'm gonna make a boot. 
Yep, that's what my plan was. I'm gonna make a boot out of ceramics. Don't laugh at me. This is what I did, all right? I'm, I'm not judging you on your lack of artistic ability, people. But this is just what happened, right? I'm, I, I take this ceramic thing and I start kind of cutting at it. And I'm like, okay, I, I think I can make this little kind of thing to make the foot of the boot. And, and I can make the heel of the boot. And so I kind of cut that. It came out like really thin. But I thought, ah, whatever. And then I came up and I kind of just tried to make a boot. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just started cutting stuff and just to see what would happen. And he comes over to me, my teacher comes over to me and he says, what are you trying to make? And I said, I, I think it's a boot. And he looked at me and he said, that is the worst boot I've ever seen in my life. And I said, well, can you do better? Because I was a smart aleck kid and not realizing that, yes, he could do better. Um, because he's the art teacher. And he said, well, yes, I can, actually, and you have a D. And I said, oh, well, thank you for that. Um, but that's what happened. I've never been an artistic person. I remember wood shop, trying to make uh, wood pieces. Thank goodness for grandparents who don't tell you that you're horrible at stuff. Because my grandma took all of my wood shop pieces and hung them up on her wall, and I would ask her sometimes, like, are you gonna use it? And she's like, no, it's for decoration in my washing machine room, like where nobody goes, but it's a decoration. I was like, thanks grandma, right? That's, that's what they did, it was just horrible. But this is the thing, right? Is that for, for some of us, we get these ideas in our head that we think, oh, we're gonna be able to do it, it's gonna be perfectly fine, it's gonna be great, and everything's gonna work out just fine, and then it all falls apart. Because in our mind, right, in our hearts, in our desires, we think we can plan our course and we can make everything work perfectly. And then we'll ask God to get involved maybe somewhere down the line, but, but until he, we are in desperate need, until we are in dire straits, we are going to be trying to do it all on our own. So in our hearts, we plan our course. We think we know where we're going, but God is the one who's going to establish the steps. He's the one who's going to actually give us the guidance, give us the lead if we get him involved in the process. And this is the problem with, with this, um, my art project. I never once asked my art teacher for help. I never once asked any of my artistic friends for some guidance. I just thought I'm going to be able to do it and I'll make this work out okay. And I remember when I painted it, I knew that it was the worst boot anybody has ever made in the history of boot making or ceramic cutting. I don't even know what the term is anymore because I didn't pay attention. But that's what it was. But we have this God who is the ultimate potter. He is the one who can make anything and everything Beautiful if we allow him to do the work and work inside of us because he knows what he's going to make out of us He can see something beautiful when he looks at a lump of clay He can say I know there's gonna be something beautiful coming out of this You see because for us we have him as our maker as our creator the one who's established us the one who's lifted us up to be heirs to his throne, the one, who, the one who has said that you are my children, the one who has said that you are the ones who I made and you are very good. You are made in my image. You are my poema, which is the word that we find in Ephesians that talks about being workmanship. We are, we are his beautiful craftsmanship. And so he knows what he's making out of us. But sometimes we think we know better. And we mess things up. 
Sometimes we look at the, the potter's wheel, right, which is the, the big thing, it's like a little circle that they, you throw the clay on and then you kind of start to work at it and you make it into something. And, and it's, I hate the potter's wheel. I remember doing that in college, my junior college when I was um, in California. I remember doing that and going, I don't even know what I'm trying to make here either. I threw some clay on, it's flying everywhere because I kept going too fast because I have zero patience. And so it's like flying all over. I, I didn't know what I was trying to make, but you see all this clay. But God is like, he's working at it and he goes slow and he puts his hands into it. He makes us into something. You see, he sees us as the clay. You see, when I was preparing this series, I started looking up terminology for pottery. Because it's like, let's, you know, hey, in the potter's hands, let's kind of learn some stuff. Why not? And I actually kind of looked up the idea of what clay is. Okay, so like, I know you're like, everybody knows what clay is. But let's listen to what, listen to what is defined as clay through a pottery uh, website that I went to that I, I think is legit. I think it seemed like it's like a pottery web MD, so I'm sure it's right. Um, but it says... A naturally occurring inorganic substance composed of very small plate-like particles. These particles, when mixed with water as a lubricant, can slide past each other with relative ease. And I was thinking, like, wow, so when he says that he's the potter and we're the clay, right? We are the things that he's molding. That by itself, it's just a lump. But when the water comes in, and Jesus refers to himself as the water of life, right? When he comes in, all of a sudden, we're able to be molded and shaped into something beautiful. But as lumps of clay, when we're just sitting there trying to do this thing on our own, we could never become anything right. We can't shape ourselves into anything right. Because in inexperienced hands, clay is just clay. It stays there. It can't be made into something nice because we don't know what we're doing. We need someone who knows what they're doing to be shaping and molding and helping us become what we're supposed to be. And when the water comes in and moves in us and shapes us, all of a sudden we become something beautiful and we're able to be used. And we're going to be talking about that down the line. But we have a Jesus who came in to be the water, the everlasting water, the water that gives us everything that we need, that satisfies, that purifies that moves us forward, that never runs dry, the well that never runs dry. And when he's moving inside of us, all of a sudden we're being shaped into who he desires us to be. But we need the potter's hands. And another interesting thing that, that is needed for, for the clay to be used and the clay to be molded is, is, is this idea of throwing the clay. I thought to myself, that's a weird term because it's like, yeah, you just throw it. But, but it's actually the idea of shaping and carving that is needed that occurs. See, when the, when the clay is thrown, if it just stays there and no hands are going through it, it just spins and it just stays a clump. But when it's spinning slowly, sometimes fast, whatever may be needed at the time, and the hand is moving through and the, and the shaping is occurring, all of a sudden, when the, when the spinning is done, we have a beautiful object that only a potter who's been trained can make. See, we have a God who knows what he's making out of us. He does. 
He sees something beautiful in us. He sees this lump of clay and he knows that there's something that's going to be made out of it, but do they believe that they can be made out of something? Do they see themselves as just a lump of clay that's always going to be there as just a lump of clay that can't ever be made into something beautiful? Or do they trust my hands? Do they trust my hands? You see, for us, I think that when we start to think about what we're wanting to accomplish and what we're dreaming for and what we're hoping for, but we keep God out of the picture because, you know, we can do it until we're in a, in a time of need. So we're going to keep going. And when those things fall apart, what do we do? We panic. When our dreams, our hopes, everything just don't turn out the way that we want it, do we, do we blame God even though we didn't even involve him in the first place? Or do we take ownership of our lack of skill? You see, I never once looked at my art teacher and said, this is your fault, you didn't train me right. <laughs> I never did that. I looked at my art teacher and I challenged him because I wanted to see how good he was and that was a big mistake. But I had to take ownership of the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. And I never once asked him, the professional, the one who, he had won awards for his artwork. Like he had, he had actually been in like other competitions and like won things. Like he had like stuff that he, you know, celebrated on his wall. And, and he was known for being a real great artist. And I didn't even once ask him to help me. Because I thought I knew how to make a boot. I mean, how hard could it be? I mean, you look at a picture, all you have to do is just kind of cut out the toe, and then you kind of make the little foot piece, and then, you know, kind of make the heel, and, and even though it comes out a little bit thin, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But then when I realize that I'm, I can't even make the laces right, and I can't even make the top of the boot right, and when I paint it, it's, the paint is running everywhere, and, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I had to settle for a D because he wasn't going to let me do it again. But I couldn't blame him. I couldn't. Because that was my doing. I couldn't blame my friends who were great artists because I never asked them for help either. I never asked them to give me feedback. I never asked them to say, hey, how, how would you cut this? When they had artistic talent, they had been walking with this guy for a long time, actually several of them had, because they were learning how to become professional artists themselves. So they were learning this stuff, and they were paying attention. But never once did I ask my friends who had been paying attention to give me any assistance. And so then at the end of the time when I had to turn in my boot, I had no one to blame but myself. But for many of us, when things fall apart, we've never involved God. We love to blame him. We love to point the finger and say, look, God doesn't like me. God has a problem with me. God must not love me because look at all this stuff that's going on. Well, did you ask him? Did you seek him? Did you, did you ask him to, to put some water on you and to actually start to mold you into something different? Did you ask him? Because in your heart's desire, what if what you were planning isn't with what, what he wanted to have happen? 
And so your thought of him loving you is allowing stuff that isn't going to be healthy for you to occur. And instead of asking him, you're blaming him because you never once got him involved in the process. So here you are as a lump of clay, wondering why you're still just a lump of clay. And he's like, I want to make you into something beautiful, but you don't let me do it. And maybe in this new year, in 2021, maybe, just maybe, you allow the potter to start doing the work that he knows how to do, and you trust his hands. Do you trust the potter? Do you trust the master potter? Do you trust his work? Do you trust that he can turn you into something beautiful? Do you believe that he can turn you into something beautiful? Do you believe that he can use you for something grand? Do you believe that? Because if you do, then step into that this year. Allow the potter's hands to start working through you so you can be that, that magnificent piece of work that he has called you and designed you to be because he is the one who's ordered our steps. He is the one who knows where he wants us to go. But we, in our own desire, we start messing things up because we don't allow the experienced hands to do the work. Takes some time. And a, and a new year is the greatest time to start. It's to start putting your trust in the master designer. The one who placed the stars in the heavens. Align the planets in such a way that this one that we're on is just the right temperature, has just the right resources for us to maintain and sustain life. That is God. The ones that the hills and the rocks cry out to, they, they recognize who he is. The one that brings food to the sparrows and he knows every hair or no hair on your head. He knows what is there and what's not there. And in 2021, maybe this is the time that you say, God, I'm going to put my trust in your hands. I am going to be the clay that you need me to be. Drench me, God. Cover me in water, your water, and shape me into what you need me to be. I've been doing this stuff on my own. I've been trying so hard to make things work on my own, and never once have I involved you in the process. But now, God, I am stepping out, and I'm trusting you, and I'm believing you, and I'm going to allow you to come in and start doing the work that you need to do. Because, God, you are God, and I am not. And I've tried to be God. I've tried so hard, and I have screwed it up royally and I cannot fix it without you and I'm no longer going to blame you I'm no longer going to blame you for the things that I never got you involved in I'm never going to I'm not going to blame you for the messed up chunk of clay that I am right now but God now do the work because I've trusted inexperienced teams I've trusted unskilled hands. Now, a lot of these unskilled hands have made my heel too thin. They made the paint run. And God, I've, I've settled. 
for a D, maybe in an F in my life, in far too many ways. So God, do your work in this moment. You know, maybe you're in this and maybe you are realizing that you have not allowed God's hands to fully do the work in you that you, you know he could do. Maybe you've been walking with him for quite some time, but you've not allowed him to cover you and to mold you and to shape you because you haven't trusted his hands enough. You've, you've trusted your own heart. You've trusted your own mind. You've trusted your own steps, and you've never allowed him to really fully be involved. Well, but this year, you're saying, I want that to happen. And if that's you, praise God. Let's step into that together. But maybe you're hearing this message for the first time, and you never knew that you had a God who cared about you that much who saw something beautiful in you, who saw something with purpose in you, who, who knows that you can be something valuable and see something valuable in you, and all you've seen yourself as is just a lump of clay sitting on a wheel. But right now you're saying, God, start spinning. And right now for the first time you're saying, God, I'm going to trust your hands and do some work. And it may not happen overnight. It may not be a perfect thing in the very beginning. But God, I know that whatever speed you have me spinning at, whatever work you're doing, I know that you're going to turn me into something great. And if that's you today, let me pray with you in a bit. Let us know. I'd love to know. You can raise your hand in the comments. You can do whatever you want to do there because I want to know that we have people that I can be praying for because this is the time. This is 2021, a new year. We're coming out of a real messed up 2020. We know that. And I can harp on that forever, but I'm not going to because now we're into 2021. And we don't know what this year brings, but what we do know is we have a God who is constant, a God who is faithful, a God who is true, a God who makes things brand new every single morning. And he is longing to shape us into something, but he needs us to sit there and let him do what he needs to do. And if that's you today, let's pray now. Father God, thank you. Lord, we praise you this morning. We praise you as the master potter, the master creator, the one who knows the ins and outs of us, the one who, who sees our brokenness, the one who sees the clump of clay that we are, but sees beyond that things that we cannot see. And sometimes, God, we do not believe about ourselves. But Lord, in this moment, there are people stepping into a new relationship with you. And God, in this moment, I just pray for them. I pray that they can know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they can experience him as the water of life. They can, see, they can sense the victory that they have through your son. And that they know that they have a right relationship, a reconciled, recreated relationship with their maker now. God, thank you for that work happening. And Father, for those who have been walking with you but are now stepping back into this relationship or trusting your hands for the first time in a long time, God, I pray, Father, that you work. I pray, God, that they, they feel you working. And Lord, I pray that they are ready for whatever level of spinning you need to have them on to get them to the shape you need them to be in, God. 
I pray, Father, that they're ready. And God, for me, I pray that you can do the same. Lord, we trust you in every year, but Lord, especially this year, God, we are seeking you so much. We are asking you to be present. Make yourself more real to us. Reveal your heart to us. Show us the steps you want us to step in. Let us trust your way, your hands, and quit putting our trust in unskilled hands that do not belong. But we ask all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks again for listening to New Community Elkins podcast. Again, I'm Bobby Benavides, the lead pastor here, and I'm glad you came to listen. May it encourage you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. May you move with him daily.